Welcome to the Mystery of the Mind, a podcast that discusses all the strange and mystifying ways us humans behave. Bum bum. Bum bum. Dum dum. Dum dum. Your heart is racing. You've just got a few hours before the test, and you're sure that you're not prepared. You're sweating, and you feel exhausted, even if you've just woken up an hour ago. Stress is a big part of our life. Ever since we were children, up until we're old, it's one of those things that will always be very difficult to cope with efficiently. Stress is different for everyone, but it's almost like a universal language at the same time that everyone speaks, experiences, or has experienced. It's a part of life because as you go on, stress increases, so does the pressure and the responsibility. But it's important to know how to be able to lessen that stress and be able to control it before it controls you because stress is detrimental for our human health and in many cases it does lead to various diseases and makes the body in not in a very hard and a very tense state but stress is also one of the things that makes us human we're the only species that has responsibilities and pressures that we're aware of that we place upon ourselves and we deal with day after day and we in turn of that we deal with stress for example other species they do have stress they have the fight flight or freeze response when a predator comes or when they're in some sort of crisis but sadly we're the only species that deals with chronic stress in everyday life and even though that makes us human and somewhat makes us special it's not really in a good way but let's first start by what is stress stress is the kind of thing that we feel when we feel challenged or overwhelmed and it's a physical response a more formal way of saying it would be that it's a general biological response to a potential danger or a state of a mental or emotional strain of tension that results from an adverse or very demanding circumstances now that's a bit complicated so stress it's a biological response you start from the adrenal gland and it goes on and on and on and it usually happens when we feel overwhelmed when we feel that there is a potential danger coming to us and when we're in very demanding circumstances and this engages our fight or flight or freeze response now some people believe that stress increases as the space between expectation and reality increases now that just means if you have some sort of expectation in mind and then the reality is far off from that that causes you stress if you want to get an a on your next exam but you end up getting a c or a d now that causes stress and that stress increases when the space between the expectation and the reality the reality increases so the farther away your expectation is from your reality the more stressed you'll be another thing is that stress is a very normal bodily reaction and it can happen to change whether it's a good change or a bad change 
and the body reacts in a normal fashion just to try to adjust to the situation and it usually reacts into three different responses into a mental response a, vis- a physical response and an emotional response now how do we get stressed anyway we get stressed from all sorts of things we get stressed when we feel that we're overworked we get stressed when we have arguments at our homes and we can also get stressed when we feel that we have so much stuff to do and not enough time how everyone is different and we all get stressed from different things now some psychologists have found that stress can come from four different pillars or four different boxes first box is physical pain mental pain problems or challenges and this is what most people think of when they're thinking of stress they think that it can come from physical pain or when mental pain or when you have a problem with someone or you have a problem at school or anything else and there are three more boxes now the second box is re- feelings of rejection or when you feel that you're a burden on someone that can also cause you a lot of stress third box is when you're criticized or when you're controlled by others now this causes of course feelings of anger but most probably it will also cause you stress and that will also engage a hormonal response the last box is when you're feeling that you're doing something useless or something that has no value it doesn't give you any fulfillment now you can perceive them differently from different people so every person has a box that they're more uh, sensitive to for example if you put a, a priority to making sure that you're important and making sure that others value you and that you're not a burden to them then box 2 which is rejection feeling that you're a burden most probably will cause you the most stress but that doesn't mean you're not going to get stressed from the other aspects and the other boxes but again we're all different and everybody gets stressed in different ways but you can also get stressed about your basic needs so if anything in your safety sleep food money is is threatened then that will cause you stress and expectation also causes you stress so when you have high expectations which causes a lot of stress when they're not fulfilled and the people you're around can also cause you stress depending on who they are and how much stress they are can affect you and stress could be also caused from confusion and not being able to do stuff so when you have a big task at hand and you don't know what to do or you feel confused and lost that also is stressful for you now stress differs as i said before but when usually people are in their teens they get stressed about different things or they get more or less stressed in comparison to adults so teens of course get stressed about school homework exams and grades and they also get stressed about the fact that they need to fulfill certain standards to their teachers and their parents they get peer pressure and their competitions between students and all that does add up and put a lot of stress and a big burden on their shoulders you have pressures from getting all these choices 
feeling that this one choice is going to determine the rest of your life, whether you choose biology or physics, literature or mathematics. This is what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life when that's not necessarily true. They also get pressured because they have training and schools and lessons and they do feel overwhelmed. And sleep deprivation can also cause a lot of stress to them. Other than that, teens are at a stage where the hormones in the body changes and they get a new emotional side where they get to experience new emotions they haven't experienced in full depth as children, such as acceptance and love. They're experiencing new profound emotions and they have much bigger desires and goals to become great things in life. But at the same time, as their goals grow bigger, they do not have the experience they need, which of course causes them stress as they have these huge expectations and not enough experience and ability to fulfill them. As well as teens become emotional and have some sort of emotional intensity. discussed what stress is and how some people get stressed but to be honest that's the tip of the iceberg people get stressed for all sorts of reasons for the inability to express themselves for blaming others for their problems for the lack of sleep for having vitamin deficiency for not having a proper diet for having a lack of gratitude for not having others listen to them And lacking a proper self-relationship is actually one of the main causes. Now, there are a lot of reasons a person can get stressed. But how do we get stressed biologically? Like, what goes on in the body that causes us to be stressed? Now, let's take it from the top. So, we have the hypothalamus-pituitary-adrenal axis, and it releases cortisol, which primes the body for action. And we also have the adrenal glands, which are on the top of the kidneys, that release other stress hormones such as epinephrine, which is adrenaline, and norepinephrine, and cortisol. Now, what happens is that the cortisol and so on, they make the heartbeat faster, they increase blood pressure, they make hypertension, and during that moment, they give you a lot of energy and a lot of oxygen goes to the muscles, so you almost can perform superhuman feats of strength and speed, and this is for the fight, flight, or freeze response. But what happens when this cortisol and epinephrine and norepinephrine are in the body for too long? So when cortisol stays in the body for the too long for too long, it increases the activity and the neural collections and the amygdala, which is the fear center, which can make you paranoid and very fearful and anxious. And a lot of cortisol also deteriorates the hippocampus, which is responsible for learning, memory, and stress control. Which is kind of a paradox, since the cortisol released by stress makes deteriorates the stress control, losing your ability to control stress and just going into a big, big, big loop of stress. And also stress affects the autonomic nervous system and the ethnic nervous system, which is responsible for the intestines and the bodily organ functions. 
Now, this is how stress works biologically in short term. And it does have a lot of effects on the body, mentally, physically, and emotionally, that we'll go in more into details. But what happens to the person that is just always and always and always stressed? Now that's called chronic stress. And in the end, these people, they fall sick. And during their life, they just lost joy in their life. They're not being able to live. They're just always busy with the past or the future, and they develop many mental disorders such as depression or Alzheimer's, and they lose their health. All that just because of stress. And that's because they're unable to release the stress in many different ways. So it's important to make sure that you are not living under chronic stress. Because, again, that's just a bit of what's happening. There are still hundreds of physical and mental effects that are just detrimental and horrible for your body. Which is why in the next part, I'm going to be talking about how we can de-stress and combat stress so we can live long and healthy lives. Now the mental effects for stress are countless, literally countless. Stress can cause things like forgetting little things or feeling irritable and moody, feeling overwhelmed and isolated, and that's normal. Most of us have felt that before when we're stressed. But stress can cause also more extreme things. When you're stressed, you lose the ability to control stress. Your ability to learn and store memory deteriorates. Your ability to concentrate, make good decisions, judgment and socializations goes completely downhill. And you can develop mental diseases such as depression and Alzheimer's from being stressed all the time. You have a loss in concentration, you become irritable, your mind is foggy, you can sometimes feel as if you're in a daze, and the mental effect can also be that you're becoming overly emotional, you're not being reasonable, you're not being focused, and of course you have the fight, flight, or freeze response. Your thoughts become based on fear, and they don't help overcoming the problem anymore. You become tense and overly emotional. You become very alert and paranoid, and you're always dealing with stuff as if you're on emergency mode. You're very tense, you're anxious, and you can get dizzy or panic attacks even. And that sometimes affects your behavior. So you start overeating or becoming addicted to shopping, cigarettes, or alcohol, believing that they're relieving your stress or that's a way of releasing the stress. And now you get into a vicious circle. And that's not healthy. And did you know that within seven minutes of cortisol being released in your body, you lose 50% of your IQ? So you literally can't make any good decisions. You just lost half of your IQ. That's ginormous. And it's not just that. Cortisol is a drug. It's an addictive drug. People can become addicted to stress. 
that they become so stressed that they do not actually realize that they're stressed. That when they're feeling relaxed, they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. How can I be not doing anything? I need to do something. And other than that, stress also causes confusion. You start to have extra pride thinking that you know everything. You become stubborn, you have a lack of focus, you become very lazy to think, and you can get wrong perceptions. And it just goes a lot, lot more downhill when it comes to the physical effects. Now, stress causes actual physical changes to your brain. It changes the structure, the size. For example, it shrinks the prefrontal cortex responsible for concentration, decision-making, judgment, and socialization. And there are fewer brain cells being made while cortisol is in your body. Your heart beats faster. You become hypertense. There is blood pressure. Cholesterol plague builds up in your arteries. There, you can have a higher chance of getting a heart attack, a higher chance of getting a stroke, a higher chance of getting heart disease, a higher chance of getting co- uh, chronic diseases. You dump your immune cells become much much slower, and your heal healing rate lowers. You get a higher chance for infections. You feel like there are butterflies in your stomach. You disturb the natural rhythmic contractions. You affect your digestion and your overall health. And you get irritable bowel syndrome. You can get heartburn, and stress affects your waistline. So, for example, you start getting a higher appetite for food that are dense and full of carbs, which is in essence comfort food. So you can get deep belly fat and gain a lot of weight. You can get acne, hair loss. Your muscles become tense. You feel fatigue, and you get sweaty palms. And there are so much more. The oxygen gets less in the brain and focuses on the muscles, because when you're in stress mode, you're supposed to be using your physical strengths to either fight or grow away. So when you don't use these physical abilities, it causes tension, and there is less oxygen in the brain, so you can't think well. You get pain. And your immunity gets lower, so you have a higher chance of getting sick. It affects your sleep, and it lowers your anger management, so you can start lashing out at other people. You get headaches. You have sleeping problems. You can get chest pain. You can get cancer, liver sclerosis, and other than that, you can have a loss of appetite, extreme loss, or gaining weight. These are all gigantic things that happen to the body. And other than that, stress is the number one killer on the planet. It is responsible for almost 80% of the diseases, and it just destroys the human body. It also causes malnutrition, an achy body, disturbed sleep, insomnia, and the list goes on and on and on. It's important to understand that stress is not good for your body, and you need to be aware of the effects it's having on you in order to be able to stop it and de-stress. Because stress, as I said, is the number one killer of the planet. Just becoming not stressed is gonna have a huge impact on your life. And it's not just your life as in having a healthy life. You're gonna live a longer life, and who doesn't want that? Now I've 
been talking a lot about the negative side effects of stress, whether mental or physical. But stress by design is supposed to be good for you. So stress in short dosage is supposed to give you some energy and focus, like when you're playing a competitive sport or giving a speech. And it is best when it's in a short-term effect, not when you're having it for a long time with all of that cortisol. For example, it's useful when it's an alarm, like if you have this task to do or something challenging. It's an alarm ringing telling you that you're gonna, you have to do this challenging task and that you're entering something that's hard, which you can turn off, calm down, relax, plan well for the hard task, so it's only an alarm because if it keeps going, then you can't think and focus. So stress is only useful when it's like a reminder, not an ongoing alarm in your head, in your head, in your head, causing you to be tense and lose focus. And stress can also be a motive for work, making you more focused on what you're doing. And the stress is best for when you want to be alert, you want to be focused, you want to take action, you want to be motivated to avoid danger. Because stress is supposed to protect us. When something scary is approaching, it gives us the ability to run super hard and get superhuman strength and just go and fight. But it's not great for long term, as I already mentioned. But how can you utilize it? Now there's the saying that you'll always stay in your comfort zone unless a fire happens. And that's the same. If nothing happens, you're just going to stay in your comfort zone. So these stress might be that little fire, depending on the dose, of course. They can make you get out of your comfort zone and go to grow in life and do what you can do and achieve your full potential. Other than that, stress depends on your point of view and your thoughts and your beliefs. For example, if you see dogs as scary and they can hurt you and so on then being next to one is stressful but if you see that dogs are loyal kind loving creatures then you won't be stressed it's the frame sets the game it's how you see stress that is the most important part there was actually an experiment that was done in the workplace after the 2008 financial crisis that got people from a job and they divided them into two groups. So the first group, they got to see a video about how stress is bad for your health, it ruins your focus and so on. And the other half got to see a completely opposite video that talks about how it actually improves your focus and your motivation. Now, after some time when they were asked about their mental health and their performance in work, the ones that watched the video that talked about how great stress is for you, they reported that they had less insomnia and they had great mental health and amazing work performance. However, those that watched the video that talked about how stress was detrimental for your health had talked about having a lot of mental health issues and insomnia, not being able to sleep and problems, and their work performance wasn't rated that high. So it's just how you see what stress is. If you perceive it as something positive, then it most definitely will be. 
Now let's see other ways that you can de-stress and combat this very big monster, or not, depending on how you see it, that we call stress. You can combat stress in numerous ways. So stretching and relaxing your muscles and mind is a very effective way. As well as exercising, walking, and meditating and doing yoga. Another way that is much easier and harder at the same time is avoiding things that cause you stress in the first place. Now, if there's something that's small that is avoidable, then that's definitely the way to go. But there are a lot of things in life that we have to face day after day that we can't just avoid or get rid of. So you can just try to see what causes you stress and take steps to try and make it less stressful. Even if they're a little, just little tiny steps, because that difference is going to go a long way. Like I said before, changing your point of view and viewing it positively really does make the world of a difference. If you don't see that stress is stressful, then you won't have that stressful stimulus. Because stress itself is not bad. It's your mindset. Change the mindset and you change the game. And if stress is a lifestyle or something that just keeps going on day after day, you can try eating some foods that are stress-relieving. But I don't mean comfort food. It can be healthy food. For example, the sun just released new water that has antioxidants in it and it cleans to relieve stress. Now, you can try also try other foods with antioxidants. Another way can music and dancing. So listening to music and dancing is a way to just get away from all the stress and all the madness and just relax and have your me time. Expressive writing is also nice and it helps to express your feelings, which can also release the stress. And just doing anything you love and taking just a short break from now and then because it's important to release that energy. And another thing is that you need to accept it and be gentle on yourself. If it's about expectations, it's important to accept what you're doing and don't be hard on yourself because you can't be perfect all the time. It's about getting that perfect A in all of your grades. Nobody's that perfect and you need to understand that and accept it in yourself and don't be too hard on yourself. And time management will always make things easier, whether it's stress or otherwise. It's also important to accept that you can't control everything. And getting a good night's sleep and healthy food also tries to lessen that stress. Because these are things that are already stressful if you don't do them properly. So getting a good night's sleep can give you your mind time to relax and get out all this what's worrying them and so on. Now, if stress is a result of change, then it's just natural and you will get used to it. But if you can't handle stress, it always suggested to seek for help. Now, one of the uncontroversial ways of dealing with stress is art therapy. And it's actually very, very effective for relaxation and self-expression. Now, these are all great ways, but sometimes you just need someone to listen. Because when you talk to someone about your problems, it's about becoming aware and it can almost be as good as actually solving them. 
Like I said, stress can be solved in numerous ways, such as all I said and acknowledging your self-worth and appreciation and love. There's a lot more stuff you can do, like breathing deeply and being aware of your surrounding, which can lower stress and increase your memory. Now, a way that I find is perfect for distressing is the 666 breathing technique. So this is when you breathe in for six seconds and then and keep the oxygen in your mouth for six seconds and then breathe out in six seconds. Now this completely resets the autonomic nervous system and boosts the white blood cells and the ability to fight viruses and de-stresses very quickly and is very helpful when, when you feel very stressed and you need to distress. Now, this episode is talking about a very big issue and it's stress and I know I haven't covered every single aspect to it because there is a lot more that goes on about stress in the background and it's about the biology and the chemistry and there's just so much more and I would love to thank and Maha Mashur and Sara Saif and Afnan for helping me with the content of this video and allowing me to interview them so I can get really accurate information. So thank you. Now, what do you think stresses you out the most? Please share that on my Facebook page, Mystery of the Mind, and follow the page for my weekly post and tune in as we tackle another mystery.